What's up, guys? It's your girl, Abby, and I am back with another episode of 5-Minute Conspiracies. What? You get two in a row? You do. It's the weekend, so I hope you're enjoying your weekend. Before we begin, I just want to thank you for listening on whatever platform you're currently choosing. You can find us on the Anchor app, where our podcast is originally hosted. There you can call in with your theories and questions, or use the discussion button. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, and Pocket Casts. Please feel free to email us at 5minuteconspiracies, that's number 5, minuteconspiracies at gmail.com. We received our first call-in, yay, from our last episode about if the moon landing was faked. So let's revisit that with a call-in from Rated RFM. As far as the moon landings go, we have we had plenty of reasons to fake the moon landings. You got to understand we were in a space race at the time. We were trying to get a man onto that little ball that we keep looking at at night um, up in the sky. And, we, and rocket propulsion and all that stuff was still fairly in its in its crawling stages. You could say, you know, it was not like we were running with it. It was still in its crawling stages. Uh, when we were like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, race you guys, you know. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and try to beat you. Yeah, you put Sputnik up there or whatever. We're going to try to beat you over there to the moon. And we are going to beat you over there to the moon because we're America, blah, 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 blah. So we had every reason to fake it. And I, let's not get into Stanley Kubrick, but, you know, I'm in the film world. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot behind that, I believe. I don't know, you know. And it's funny because my whole thing also uh, with the moon landings was how come, you know, aside from all the stuff you talked about, the flag and all that, and like the lighting within all that, we're closer to the sun. There's places on Earth where cameras are having trouble working just because of the heat. And, you know, and we're just talking about 100 degrees, 105, sometimes 98. You're 200 and something thousand miles closer at any given point to the sun, you know, depending on the so-called rotation, which is another conspiracy. Let's not get into that right now without sounding like a nut. But uh, also has a, um, I have a lot of questions about photographs from the moon, of the moon, of the earth, and all that stuff. Hey, I want to see that's a really huge point. And thank you again for calling in. Um, we... The whole technology side of things, were we actually technologically advanced enough to have pulled off a moon landing? And after hearing both sides of the coin, my gut's kind of starting to lean towards no. <laughs> um, it's actually funny because this kind of links to another conspiracy. Some people who are kind of like alien enthusiasts like to tie our huge technological advances in history to alien visits saying that they gave us the theories and maybe even blueprints to push our technology to the next level. However, aliens aside, I I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, Did we actually? would we actually have been able to do this on our own? So, again, thank you to Rated R FM. You bring up some really great points I actually didn't even consider before putting together this podcast. Um, and to anyone listening... Uh, to this episode, who didn't catch our past episode, I save all of them, so you can always find them on any of the platforms we're hosted on if you wanted to play catch-up. So, uh, you'll never miss a thing. Okay, so, a 
for today's topic, a listener and actually my good friend Dane, who happens to be a great musician, a bass player from up in Canada, eh, was uh, listening to the segment we did about true conspiracies um, that actually did, that were true, uh, obviously, and we talked about MK Ultra. A quick recap, it was and still kind of is a government program that tested drugs and really torture techniques to basically find a truth serum to use on our enemy spies. However, to you know, they use people like inmates and all sorts of people, uh, US and Canadian, to um find kind of the right combo and recipe. So Dane mentioned that there's a link between musicians and the MK Ultra program. So he sent me back down the rabbit hole and I did uncover some things that were interesting. So this particular part of the program centers around Lexington, Kentucky. There in the 40s and 50s uh, in New York, jazz musician jazz was huge. I can't talk today, clearly. A uh, fair amount of music- musicians from that time had problems with drugs. I mean like today. I mean, a fair amount of musicians still have problems with drugs. That's not new. But um, some of them were caught or some of them volunteered to go to Lexington, or they call it Lex, to the drug treatment hospital there to dry out. So um, they say like hundreds of musicians went, apparently. Um, People from Red Rodney, Sonny, Sonny Roland, Zoot Simmons, Jackie McLean, reportedly maybe even Ray Charles, William, William Burroughs, and Sammy Davis Jr., just to name a few. Uh, the idea was basically they would go to be re- rehabilitated, get clean. However, the truth is a little darker than that. Um, Lex was used by the CIA as an MK Ultra Center. They experimented a lot on the inmates near there, and that actually also included some of these jazz musicians, probably. The doctor in charge, his name was Harris Isbell, he um, was also on the FDA's advisory committee on the abuse of depressants and stimulant drugs. So, <laughs> that seems a little contradictory to me. Um, it's, it, And he was a little contradictory. He wasn't exactly ethical. Um, one of ex- his experiments, he gave LSD to seven inmates there for 77 consecutive days. And he didn't just give them a single dose. No, it was like four times the normal dosage. So, um, he's insane. (laughs) Like that, I would just have lost my mind. Um, now to get inmates to join the experiment, a lot of times he would offer them their drug of choice at the end of the experiment as like payment or reward. And a lot of times that meant heroin. So basically whatever got them landed in jail in the first place, he was giving them the drug as a reward. Um, and again, ethics were clearly not his strong suit. Uh, so they, he apparently had like a 90% return rate from those who were there for rehab because he was getting them rehooked on the drugs. Now, a lot of mus- musicians were sent to Lex because of drugs or they opted into experiments to get their hands on the drugs after. So it was kind of known that if it was hard for you to get heroin on the street, you could just agree to these crazy experiments and then get heroin as payment. (laughs) And they assume, I mean, I didn't see any actual, like, record that the musicians were in the experiments, but it's kind of, you know, 
one thing leads to another. You'd assume they, they would have participated at some point. So there's really a lot of really awful and unethical experiments he conducted, and I don't have the time or really the stomach to talk about it. But all in all, I'm sure there are hundreds of individual accounts from MK Ultra floating around, and I like we could do a whole podcast series on it. And maybe we will over the next who knows how long. <laughs> I'm sure we'll keep uncovering more. So, um, as always, you can call in on the Anchor app or email me at 5minuteconspiracies at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook as well. And there you can send us your comments, questions, concerns, or hey, just say hi. So, my name is Abby. I'm human, not reptilian. And I will see you on our next episode. Thank you for listening.